0: Sunday evening here as the summer season begins to crest a little bit, lads. We're now into that point of the year where it is once again getting dark as we wrap up CSP. Mm. Which is uh, which is uh, a bit sad. I, I did kind of like that when we'd be, we'd be two and a half hours deep, we'd sign off and the sun was just setting. But you know, I we had a fun we had a fun summer and most importantly we'd, we turned out some great content for the listeners so they could go to the beach and just uh, plug the old earphones in and listen to us talk about, you know, um, um you know, um, where we're sitting in the room that we're in, um, uh, what uh, what uh, takeaway burger we all had one week, uh, and, and more of that to come, lads. I mean, we've got a great show lined up for you this week, you know, uh, we do actually have- I'm being a little bit facetious, but we do have a good show lined up this week The usual crew is here, it's me, I'm Barry, I'm hosting as I usually do Doing my usual great, uh, not not at all uh, um, tedious, off the top of my head intro uh, Joined as always by the ever-dependable producer in the room, is Mr. Paul Griffin Hello And rounding out the trio is Mr. Joe Towner Good evening everyone Uh, How are we doing, boys? How are we finding uh, uh, things? How are we finding life? What have we been up to this
1: week? Well, for those for listeners who can't see us, when Barry was talking just now about being a different, where are we sitting in the room? Yeah, it's because I'm in bed this week. Um, I for what the last three four years I've been like sitting at the same desk doing it. Yeah. And then I got my soundbar for my TV, which isn't working by the way. That's a whole other story.
0: Oh, that's disappointing.
1: Um so I moved over to this other desk, which is actually the desk where I like work from. Um and then yeah, I was sitting on the edge of the bed. Because usually I do have a a little chair that I sit in. But um the chair is closed on it now. So I just got into bed and yeah, it's I I didn't figure the camera into the old whole bed sch- scheme because I'm looking very uh, titillating might be the word for it, but I'm looking very voluptuous uh, uh, in this bed right now. Titillating. Well, it's a play on words.
0: Is it? It seems like you just yeah, used the word Oh, you gave him a little <laughs> squeeze there. Listeners. Oh, you've really, you've really missed out now. You've really uh, missed out. Oh, they would
1: be goodness. titillated if they saw that. They would like, be now. Their they juices now. that.
0: Now we can say that. Now we can oh, say bro. they would be titillated. Joe, you're sitting where you normally sit. You're being normal.
2: In my normal seat. Professional. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're ever the professional. You've got like I, I love Joe's setup because you've got the whiteboard in the background, so it just yeah. looks like you were like brainstorming before mm. the podcast. Mm. But how to look? Mm. We, we it's been ten years. We need to finally do a good episode. Let's, yeah. let's 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 get our heads together and let's figure it out. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a story to kick off this week. Ooh, go on. It's a sequel to the brownie in the letterbox. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. too. So I was in Lucan Village again And uh, this ha- this was about 10 feet from the, the post box From the previous story Okay And I was just passing through the town On one of my big long walks And there were like an old couple on a bench You can picture that in your mind's eye Oh, a cute little like old couple Oh, that's nice You know, past them Oh, it makes you think of the future and all that Except the woman was sitting on the edge of the bench and the man was like l- laid back on it like Caligula, <laughs> smoking <laughs> smoking a big cigarette and blowing like smoke up into the air. Uh-huh.
0: Was he reciting thoughts and she was having to scribble them down in a notepad? No,
1: I, I, don't, I, I don't know why, because her side of the bench looked totally normal. And then he was just lying like behind her the length of the bed. So I don't know if, she, if they were together. Oh. If she came later and was like, well, I need to sit down. My legs are hurting me. This man is lying across it like he's on some kind of (laughs) Grecian um, couch or something. And um, I'll just sit down at the edge. And he just
2: continued. Maybe they uh, just had sex.
1: And he was. (laughs) uh,
0: She's like, "Ah,
2: putting her tights back on.
0: Oh, dear. Yeah. You arrived just slightly. You just missed the action, you know.
2: (laughs)
1: It's oh a very odd sight. I don't think I've ever seen um, a bench used <laughs> in such a configuration.
2: And yeah. was any, any brownies popped in anywhere? Or?
1: No, I did have a little look at the postbox just to see. but uh, I didn't mean the postbox, but anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there was no brownies pushed into anything, but there might have been something pushed into a brownie.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: God. <laughs> That's great. This is good. We're going blue. Finally, yeah. five, <laughs> five, five hundred seventy-eight like episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not like us to do that. Oh, Speaking dude. of blue,
1: they're varicose veins. Oh, because oh, oh, anyway. you hear what they were
0: they saying and then were they talking?
1: No, he was just smoking. Mm. But he was he had a lot of a lot of um, cigarette smokers. It, it was as if he had a vape. The amount of smoke he was producing. Yeah. Do you know what he was looked like actually? Like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland, okay, on, on top of the mushroom, just with a big hookah. <laughs> and blowing out loads of smoke. But it was just a cigarette. I don't know how he got so much smoke. He must have done the biggest drag in the world. Um, but anyway, that was an odd oh, thing. What I saw?
0: I don't Apart even like that, when I, when a person normally sits next to me on a bench. I have to assume they were together because nobody likes it when a person. Sits yeah,
1: next I, a I would. Th- they were. They were of similar. Age. Um but they yeah, they 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 were together and yet they seemed disconnected. It was very odd. Okay. Sounds beautiful. It sounds very uh poetic. Yeah, very poetic. Yeah. Um, mm. He had his feet up with big dirty feet on it as well with his shoes on.
0: Oh, I was about to say don't tell me he had his shoes off. Oh my no. god. That would have been that would have been ridiculous.
1: Although who was it that was saying in the week? Somebody on, was it Nicolas Age she went to Discord. the cinema? Yeah, someone's in the cinema and the person had their like
0: fees up and shoes off.
1: And socks off. And socks, full, socks, full feet uh, out in the cinema. On I
0: would kill them and myself, honestly. Yeah. I just
1: <laughs> I mean, that is one case where you just creep up in the aisle in front and run your key down the length of their foot. Mm. Ugh, that's not where I was expecting
0: that to go. That sounds nasty.
1: Well, well, see, I, thought, nasty. I thought what you
0: were going to say is creep out and
1: be a little rash and get a, a staff member to tell them to put your fucking shoes back on. No. Cosmobody. Yeah. I think I suggested to lick the foot, but I, I wouldn't actually do that myself, but that no. would be a funny little... Yeah, but why don't they, you see that on airplanes as well. You don't see it on airplanes. We see people post about it on airplanes. Yeah. You sure. smelly feet out and up oh, on the chair. Just...
0: That is mental, but I, I just, I feel like, especially on a Ryanair flight, I just feel like it's so unbelievably uncomfortable that I, I can't even really judge anyone who would do that. But yeah, if you're on like a normal no, flight. No,
2: but don't take your socks off yeah that to me that's perverse there's some kind of sexual pleasure being derived from that because <laughs> socks to me socks or bare feet it's not like that yeah, much it's... difference is it really yeah. no well it is if their feet have
1: got the corns on them oh like, god nastiness oh, and, and god, big long toenails oh,
0: oh sorry that's just a bit of my hot dog overflowing and it fell into my socks sorry can I just get that, <laughs> that corn
2: back <laughs> a little onion as well please
1: Oh, God. Uh, on your knee feet.
2: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, anyway,
1: <laughs> one thing I didn't talk about when when I, when I went to see Nope uh, in uh, to cinema nope. the day after it came out last week, um, we went in, uh, took the day off. I took half a day off work to go see it. it was just, this was a proper. Why did event. you do that? You didn't even like his last film. Why did you do that? Because no, because I wanted to see it where the cinema was not going to be as... Oh, jam-packed. full of freaks. That's fair enough. Okay, full of yeah. freaks. However, yeah. however, so we, we we saw the 2 p.m. showing on Friday. Right. So we went in, and who's behind us is two rows of, like, 15, 16-year-olds. Oh. I would say about oh, God. 12 of them. No. And you know what the... Fu- I don't know if you guys know this, right? The funniest... Thing in the world, right? Is when you, as a teenager, out loud say, uh "Lads, can we please be quiet? There's a film on." Does it like you know, <laughs>
0: that? Is funny? That is good.
1: I you are, like you that. are, you are certainly like cool and sexy. If you, no, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Anyway, so I'm doing the maths in my head, right? Okay, there's about twelve of those. How much? How much is a ticket for all the people? They were moving around during the start of the film, right? Oh. They are sitting and they move over and then they walk over and they walk down the front. And then 20 minutes, they all just left and never came back.
0: Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times with, with like not as many people, but I've seen like young groups and they're fucking around. And they're messing the chat, which annoys me anyway. And I'm happy they leave. But I'm like, yeah, and then they just leave. I'm like,
1: well, it's not cheap to go to the cinema. Like, I, 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 if it was 10 euro per person, it would be like 120 euro. But I suppose it does. I suppose it does partially
0: because the question I always ask when you've got—and actually, I forgot to mention this last week—we actually had like a completely flawless <laughs> cinema experience for Nope. I was shocked. Now it was less than half full, but I'll take it. It was dead quiet, which is great. But it does answer the question. Whenever, whenever, whenever you get with a crowd like that and they're fucking messing and they're talking and they're swapping seats and oh, you hear what he said, but I always ask. I'm like, is this just in in the way you sometimes see teens hanging out at a mall? Is this just a thing people do because they're bored and not because, mm. you know, and I, I think the answer is just yes, it is. It's just like they don't really care. It's like paying an entry. It's like the pre-18 equivalent of paying entry fee to a, a pub or a club. They go in. They're not really interested. It's a place to hang out. And then at a certain point, the movie starts distracting them from their chat. So they just leave. Or they run out of popcorn, you know. Yeah. Um. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. No,
0: I, I, I do like it when they leave. I do like. It yeah, it
1: was very early into the film. They just, they just all left. So they were um, just like, they were just like, when's the monkey
0: coming back? You tease us with the little CGI chimp, and now, now we're just, now we're just, 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 just a guy pottering around on an empty house. Where's his
1: dad um, gone? They said Peel has peaked as a director. I've had <laughs> enough. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, um, so anyway, I've been doing. As, as you guys know, I've been learning to drive. Yes. So I was doing the old car park routine for a few weeks now. Um, learned to start, stop, go around, indicate, go around a corner, reverse around a corner, reverse into a spot, all that. This week I've been let loose on the roads. Okay. okay. So I've been doing some real uh, driving this week. Uh, I was out for about two hours earlier today, driving about. Through the back roads of Kildare. And, uh, yeah, for any uh, incumbent learner drivers, once you get on the roads, that's, like, the easy bit, to be honest. Okay. Actually driving around on roads, no problem. Um, Once the car has some momentum to it, it's fine. I find that the hardest part of driving is, is kind of the starting and stopping. Okay. Like, if you come to a T-junction and you kind of stop... And then there's a break in the cars, and you have to pull out. That's the tricky bit because navigating the clutch and the accelerator and the brake—if you don't do correctly—that's where the car starts juddering and not moving. And then there's people behind you, yeah. and you're thinking, "Oh God, hold up these people because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." Once you're driving, you're in third, fourth, fifth gear. That bit's that bit's the easy bit. That's why cars have like cruise controls. You just, oh, just drive drives itself. But yes, the little the little nitty gritty. So I have a few times I did one going into a roundabout and one today taking a corner. Okay. Little my timing wasn't exactly on on, on that. So I the car kind of jammed and then I would have to like okay, stop, 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 take it out of gear, it's first gear, concentrate what I'm doing, and then let it go out. And it was fine. But yeah, driving is very fun. It's obviously the first time you go on the roads. Is obviously very scary. Yes, I can imagine. Um, but actually, not that difficult. Uh, I think I'm kind of over the hump of of the harder bits of learning to operate a car. I think, still think, the hardest thing to do is like reverse into a spot. Unless you have one of those cars that has like a camera on the back, and you can Christ just God. judge it with that. Which I don't have. But no, driving on the roads perfectly fine. Perfectly, perfectly fine. Very fun. Like I said. I did quite a bit of driving, um, drove out to my grandmother's house today, which is a good, nearly thirty forty five 30, 45 minute drive. Okay. Through the winding back roads as well, which is a great way to learn too. Obviously again, bombing it down the motorway at a hundred, you're not learning huge effect. Obviously I will at some point do that, but going through twisty turns and tight corners and, you know, finally the Mario Kart theory is starting to pay off with, um. Oh, a tight corner. Better go a little bit wide here so I can make the full turn with no issues. Yeah, It's very fun. Very very, uh, exhilarating. Especially, like I said, the first time. I actually found the first time I went out that I almost got an energy dump towards the end where I was so hyper-focused on trying to concentrate on everything at once that by the end, I was just kind of mentally tired and I noticed that my concentration was kind of dipping and my attention was kind of oh i was thinking about the wrestling and stuff I'm like no i need to focus on the road hmm that last segment on dynamite was real good oh no wait i've I'm, I'm crashed the car into a ditch um but no driving is is very fun i know um you're soon for that world barry right
0: yeah yeah i don't know i'm i'm
1: uh, the
0: house stuff has gotten in the way once we're settled in the house i'll probably pick Certainly. Up learning again. But, Certainly. Uh, I don't know I I, I I it's it's quite intimidating but i haven't i haven't gone on the road properly to to, to give that a go so we'll see we'll see but uh, it is
1: it is intimidating but i mean w- trust me when i say that like once you're in control of the car it's it it's <laughs> it seems easier to not crash yeah. not do a stupid thing like then you might anticipate going because you know my first time going out I'm thinking oh my god what am I gonna do when the car is moving fast i'm not used to it how do i keep it it's actually it's actually fine. Yeah. Once you have kind of the basics down, changing gear and all that. It's grand. Um that's more or less everything that I've been up to this week. So I'll pass the baton. What about you, Joe?
2: Uh, not a lot this week. Um pretty quiet. Went for a went for a good walk on Saturday morning, got up very early, got up at seven AM. Um, on a Saturday. Yeah, on a Saturday. Uh to fit in a nice uh, five-hour walk, of course, I'd like to. Is,
1: have you written that in the rundown as a medium-sized walk? Well, it wasn't a bit. It wasn't huge. Five-hour walk is pretty big. Mm, That's nah. pretty sizable.
2: Anything less than twenty, I'd say, is medium. A twenty-hour walk? No, twenty-mile, not twenty. Oh, hours. Twenty uh, hours. Twenty hours. <laughs> I would be dead. <laughs> I would be dead. Twenty
1: um, hours. Um, no. Nah. <laughs> So So how, how, how many, how many miles would you do in, in
2: two hours? Six. Okay. Five or six. Yeah. Depending on if I'm in a rush. Yeah, no, it's a good walk. It was a rail strike on, so I was a bit limited on where I could go because, uh, can, the trains weren't running. So yeah, ended up going for a nice walk around the kind of Docklands area of London where there's a small airport, city airport, um, which is quite fun because you kind of walk Right by the runway. Like there's basically a, a large body of water and then the runway. So you're walking past and you see these planes taking off and landing. It's pretty cool. Um, I did try to film one, but I kind of forgot that when you film the sky with your phone, everything looks tiny. Yes. You know, like, you know, when you see the sunset or the moon and you're like, oh, look at that. I'm going to take a picture of it. And then you look at it and it's like the moon's about the size of a pin. Um, <laughs> shit. So yeah, I have some very. Crap footage of a plane taking off from, from the airport. But yeah, other than that, it was, it was good. Um, we also have, there are a few, I don't know how many, if a lot of cities have these, we have these kind of pedestrian tunnels that go under the river Thames, uh, that you can walk through. Um, so I went through, I went through one of those, which is always kind of fun. Cause once you get to the middle, you're kind of trapped. Uh, right. you can't, <laughs> you know, there's, there's no escape. You've got to keep going. And, um, You know that there's like a whole river over your head, and it's a bit weird, but I always enjoy that. Yeah, very very good walk. Um, Yeah, and that's about it, really. Not too much today. Michelle went swimming this morning, so I go with her to the pool, and then I go off and have a little walk while she does her swim. Why don't you go for a swim? I do like swimming, but I find the the chlorine's just very bad for my skin. So, unfortunately, uh, yeah, brings me out of a rush. Would you not wear some kind of full-body suit? (laughs) Um, I did that last time and they said, please never come again. Um, I, think <laughs> it was, I think it was seat, yeah. having the crotch cut out was probably well, yeah, a mistake in <laughs> They literally frowned on it. The and, Gimp um,
1: show is down the road.
2: I know. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to go to the swimming pool in a wetsuit. <laughs> if anything, that would probably also have a... Uh, damaging effects is there uh, work being done yeah Harry? sorry
0: they just I can hear them my fucking upstairs neighbours I think they just a fucking drilling at fucking half eight night Jesus fucking Christ oh get me out of here oh my fucking god you cannot be serious why why well, I mean, they this happened, They, this they once paid once. a lot of money for that uh, Monet painting. Uh, this, Barry. this happened. This happened once when I was uh, when I was Twitch streaming, which again I do at eight o'clock. So at eight, it was after eight o'clock started. Mm. They started like hammering on their balcony outside the window. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? There's no <laughs> way something urgently came up that you have
1: to do it right now." uh they might, have, they might have heard you doing the podcast decided to take a drill to their own brain
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah there
1: we go fucking, oh you bastards you stop that that's ridiculous that
0: is ridiculous oh my god <laughs> anyway hopefully it doesn't go for literally the duration of this podcast i, I can't right, do really I,
1: I i can clean hopefully i can clean enough that the listeners don't oh, hear. poor listeners i'm sorry
0: anyway on that note i we are rapidly approaching moving day which is very exciting we were actually thinking We may have gotten keys this past week. But fitting of the whole process, there was one last instance of a solicitor saying, ah, I don't maybe another day or two, I don't know, Uh, (laughs) which, which, which has been literally the whole experience. That has been the whole, that is the one thing. I don't have any particularly sage advice about this process other than believe everyone when they say everything takes longer than you'd like it to. No one emails you back on time. You have to pester everyone. You have to email. You have to. Poke and pride, uh, you know, solicitors and managers and auctioneers, you do all that stuff. So anyway, we're thinking. Hopefully, the first two days, fingers crossed, of next week, we'll have the keys. At which point, we can then start doing the um the process of actually moving. Um, right. I actually don't know what my status for this show will be in the next few weeks because obviously there'll be. Internet being transferred over, I'll be between two places, and um, you know, well, I'll see. And plus, also, you know, our weekends are going to be like post work and weekend is going to be one hundred percent moving, painting, throwing things out, building, etc., etc., etc. So, but I'll, I'll keep everyone updated, close to time. But yeah, it's really, it's really exciting. I can't wait to, I can't wait to be doing this from a diff- a dedicated little, little studio, which will be a lot of fun, uh, mm. and not have people above me who start drilling at half eight in <laughs> the <early> evening. <laughs> Which is great. Um, yeah, other than that, this week for, for the Life Gov, uh, myself and Brona did go to a concert last night, which was a whole lot of fun. I saw uh, Yeah, we went to a, a Denise Chyla concert here in Limerick um uh, and basically it was our very own clash at the castle because it was in king john's castle which is i mean up until recently it was kind of just it was the place every limerick child went on a school tour and it's a place where all the americans go when they visit because it's it's the local castle and you go and you get your tour and you buy your mug and your fridge magnet there but um it's changed ownership quite a few times in the last couple of years and the current management are trying to turn it into more of a music venue i've 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 never been to a gig there before, but I've uh, um, sat in a pub across the river from it and watched a gig from the pub as as pyrotechnics were firing off and and the speakers were shaking the entire city. Mm. Uh, but this time, I actually was in it, and it's—I mean—it was a phenomenal venue. I mean, it's literally it's literally a big courtyard in the heart of the castle, surrounded by the 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 castle itself, and it was a, a phenomenal gig. Uh, I've talked about, about um, Denise on here before. I think she's a, a fantastic artist and a, a Limerick native. And it was a, a, a great, 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 proper big production as well. It felt like a big, you know, when you go see a big concert and they've like right. uh, a, a level of showmanship and you've got your lights and your pyro and everything else. It had all of that. It's very heartfelt with some unreleased songs in there, which were fantastic. Um, uh, really, 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 really fantastic. I really loved it um, to the degree that I was like, I, I, I hope, it was recorded and it goes up somewhere because I would absolutely watch it back. But um, yeah, that was it. I mean, not much, uh, not much else really on the old life golf. As I say, the next few weeks are probably going to be the busy ones. But uh, that's it. That's it for the life golf for me. I suppose we can um, segue over into our various other golfs. We have music off this week.
1: Yeah, I'm back. I actually I'm a I'm li- back. <laughs> I listen a lot of music this week. I only wrote one of them down, so I'll try to remember what else I was. to. But there were some singles out that I was interested in. Uh, but let's start with the album. I listened to the new Hot Chip album, which is funny, because I'm not really a fan of Doritos. No, they're not ah. very nice. the, <laughs> the crowd goes wild at Paul's joke. Hot Chip, the band, however, I... Um, they're, they, you know, if you've not heard of Hot Chip, they're like in English. Are they English? Um, synth pop dance act. And um, they had they had a big hit about a decade ago with uh, "Over and over, over," which is a song over that over I over yeah
2: over oh yeah like, I, I did quite over enjoy. Over. over and over, like
1: a monkey with a
2: religious symbol. Over. Um, they've they've a new. What was the lyrics? I, it was, I think it. I think those I thought are, it was uh, miniature symbol i mean oh. i am definitely wrong i know because i never understand lyrics paul is right i'm just saying am i right yeah i'll, uh, I'll google
1: it while you carry on and i uh, it might be a mi- miniature symbol possibly i always assume there's religious but maybe i'm wrong um and in fact now that you've said miniature that sounds right to me
2: uh yeah it's miniature I <laughs> <laughs> was miniature right okay.
1: for, for once right. joe jo, the quiz master
2: gets one more in monkey
1: like that Oh, symbol
2: with a C. Yeah, not right? a I religious. S-Y. Yeah, Maybe. like a little.
1: Okay. Now that song has a whole new meaning to me, and I <laughs> need to re listen to this album to recontextualize it all.
2: Paul's been thinking about that for about 10 years. Monkey with a religious symbol? <laughs> mm, is it a cross? You know, is it a. That's wearing a, a yarmulke little... or something? I don't <laughs> know. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Um, they have a new album out called Freak Out Release um which doesn't sound so much like over and over which I, th- I thought over and over had a very modern dance sound to it mm-hmm. um freak out release is the latest in uh the the new um wave ironically of um musical acts who are reliving the 80s and 90s um this kind of takes a different tack to it though whereas this isn't trying to emulate kind of a Michael Jackson sound or, you know, when you, when you think of modern music that is kind of aping the eighties, you know, I would think of the weekend. First of all, would come to mind, but he kind of very much goes for a, a Michael Jackson cross with like a, almost an element of like daft punk, Jean-Michel Jarre, that kind of dance to it. This album, this hot chip album evokes a lot more kind of the, the pet shop boys, um, Gary Newman, Side of uh, electro music from the eighties, and I think it does it very successfully, um, while merging that with kind of modern songwriting. Um, and I think this is the closest, in a sense, or in that sense, that a modern album has come to like really evoking the the feeling of of late eighties, early nineties, kind of housey dance music. Um, and I gotta say, I, I as someone who who hasn't really delved much into into the hot chip um aside from like i said that big single which i which i did enjoy uh i thought i i really really enjoyed this album i thought it was very very listenable um opens really strongly with some good dancey uh tracks like i said artists that made me think of like okay gary newman Uh, and then later on the album bit of pet shop boys there um I think the first three tracks. I don't know. I, I don't know what the single off the album is, or, or anything like that. But the first three were came off as very singly to me. And then the album slows down a little bit in the in the second half. Mm. But I thought it was very enjoyable. Very, very listenable, very dancey. Um sometimes with that kind of electro electronic synthie music, I, I find like sometimes and I think Hot Chip at the time they brought it out, brought out over and over, I think some of the other singles they brought out at the time fell into this trap, is that sometimes I find that those can get a little boring sounding. Um, I don't think they fall into that trap here, though. I think every song, even the slower ones, kind of had a good little good little song right to it. So I will give Hot Ship my recommendation this week. I thought it were really good. Um, mm. That's called Freak Out Release, which is also the name of one of the tracks on the album, and actually one of the better tracks on the album. So that, that that's probably the lead single, I would think, Freak Out Release. Uh, Very, very good Uh, Also, Red Hot Chili Peppers have a new single From their forthcoming album I know what you're thinking Didn't them some bitches just bring an album out? Yes And it was really long And they're bringing out a new one, apparently Uh, But they have a new single out Let me get the name of it Um, I was un- totally unaware that this was out As a matter of fact, it's called Tip of My Tongue Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was very, I wasn't very. I was aware that they brought brought out a new single Or even really that um, I didn't know they still existed There's a new album coming out But there is a new album coming out uh, in October It's called Return of the Dream Canteen
2: uh,
1: oh, Unlimited Love only came out in April So one in April, one in October uh, And Unlimited Love, just to say that again Was one hour, 13 minutes uh, And this second album is one hour, 15 minutes So again, two and a half hours of chili peppers this year, folks Ooh, can't uh, wait! Is the game producing their music these days, or something? That's cool. <laughs> I didn't bother listening to any of that, by the way. <laughs> I, I quite, I quite enjoyed um, Unlimited Love. Actually, um, one thing the Chili Peppers have got away from, though, definitely is I, across that two album um, period between Californication and, by the way, they got very riff heavy. All their songs were based around you know contemporary rock riffs. When you think of, you know, Can't Stop, Californication, By The Way, um, Other Side, all, all kind of the hits from that from that era. And now they've definitely gone back to their, like, late 80s funk roots. Mm. Uh, and I was actually introduced to this song in kind of a negative way. It was introduced to me as, oh, this, here, here they have a new song. It's not great. It's like their old so. Um And I actually thought it was quite good. Um, obviously, being a Chili Peppers song the lyrics are like rubbish and obnoxious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but musically I thought, I thought it was pretty catchy. Um, so I, I quite enjoy that. That's tip of my tongue. The, the music video is, is, is rubbish as well, but not a bad, uh, listen. And also I listened to the new Muse track. Muse is a band that I've definitely fallen off in, in the last few years. I saw Muse live in, uh, I want to say it was Malahide Castle. Mm. Um, and they were, uh, supported by kasabian who absolutely blew the way who were by a mile the better act i saw that night and ironically when i saw muse i think that was after black holes and revelations which was like to that point their their most successful album but in my mind it was also the album they then kind of fell off and decided that they're just going to be a queen ripoff band from that point on um but again this this uh new song they have out let me look up the name i know it's Killing something? Kill or be killed. Uh, definitely sounds like a little Muse throwback to the um, kind of hysteria, absolution era when Muse were uh, a rock band and not a uh, stadium opera band, which they've kind of become. So that was actually quite good as well. So two little nice... Uh, single surprises that I enjoyed both of them and one album that I very much enjoyed which was a hot chip one so good week for
0: music nice. lovely stuff good week for music um, I am trying to mute my mic as best I can when the drilling starts it's actually very loud here I don't know I assume it's not insanely loud on the no, notes, no. on your end it's very loud here it's very loud.
1: don't worry I'll I'll do a little um, noise removal gimmick on it the ah
2: there they go sons of bitches change it to someone screaming
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: on that note does uh, someone other than me want to kick off teleguff
1: yeah well I'll I'll kick off because I've finished a few things this week Um, finished off the righteous gemstone season 2 which is the last season so I'm I'm up to date on that now Uh, you might remember that I was very very positive on season one Likened it to Breaking Bad Which obviously is a lofty old comparison Um, Thought it started really interestingly Thought it ended really strongly And so while I gave it a break between season 1 and 2 I was definitely anxious to get back to it Sat down and watched season 2 A eh, little bit underwhelmed by season 2 I'm afraid um there are definitely good moments in there, but I don't think it was as strongly put together as season one in terms of the story told. I think it it's um it, it, it's kind of too obvious in its plotting. It sets up, you know, it, it kind of sets up something very strongly in like the first three episodes, and then kind of drops it and is like please don't remember about that, because that's the surprise we're going to bring back at the end. And it's was like, well, you spent a lot of time with this thing, and now nothing's happened there for a while, so I'm fully expecting it's going to come back. And then pretty much the last two episodes, everything happened exactly as I predicted it to. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of struck me as not being particularly uh, compelling. Um. So yeah, so sadly really enjoyed season one season two i gotta give it a, a, a an old thumbs in the middle which is a damn shame because i was really really we high on that extremely high on that early on extremely high i think season one is great i think it's really really great i think season two drops the ball a little bit season three is forthcoming and um they got um what's your man steve Zahn is got to be a season three and i loved him in uh, white lotus so I have high hopes for that. We should be getting the new season of White Lotus soon. By the way, Where's has that been? Where is my White Lotus? The I... best, the best television show of uh, of uh, two thousand twenty one. I don't know. Where's my White Lotus? Where's my season two of White Lotus? Sons no. of bitches. No. 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 <laughs> Let's Google it and find out. Mm. Okay, production has begun. Okay, it is, it is coming. White Lotus. White Lotus. If you people out there haven't just watched White Lotus yet, come on. White Lotus, oh, chef's watching. chef's kiss. Oh, give me more num om- num. Om- I tell you, better than uh, Righteous Gemstones. That's for goddamn sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh
0: yes, I've yeah this okay.
1: <laughs> White Lotus, oh, oh, Freaking, oh, yes. oh, oh. look at that cast, for White Lotus. Oh God, and written by Mike White, writer of School of Rock. Yes, please. Um, so Righteous Gemstones. Eh finished watching the arsenal all or nothing documentary as well the last two episodes of that came out on thursday spoiler right they didn't finish in the top four. Oh no um and Mikel arteta was very sad mm. no, um sure. all in all i thought it was a very good series one that makes you know it's obviously very um positively skewed it almost at points does come off as a kind of Propaganda tool for
2: Arsenal.
1: Oh, it always nice. turns you into a bit of an Arsenal fan. It's like, oh, I like Bukayo Osaka now. I like Aaron Ramsdale and his dad who wears a fez. <laughs> um, uh, so like like the Spurs one before, the City one, and the the Sunderland till I die, and uh, the Leeds one, whatever it was called. I I do enjoy all of these kind of fly on the wall documentaries. I think this one is maybe the fluffiest of the ones I've watched so far mm. in terms of there's not... A, apart from the Obama Yang thing, which, to be honest, they don't go that into detail on, it's it's kind of all fluffy and, oh, and they won the game and everyone was happy mm. and, oh, no, they mm. lost and now he's ki- they kick the boot across the dressing room. Oh, they're angry. Fuck, fuck, guys. What the fuck was that? You know, the, it doesn't really delve deeply into the inner, you know, locker room... Machinations and
2: turmoil,
1: turmoil, and you know the the inner group or intra group, you mm. know, it's just oh these these are just some good lads and they want to win football, you know, and get that top, top four. So yeah, I think I think the Spurs one might have even a bit a bit more um antagonistic at points. This one this one was a little too positive for me, I think. Yeah, but overall,
2: that's Arteta versus Mourinho. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you know Mourinho, Mourinho's box office. Mm. Yeah. I thought it was good value, but there's there wasn't a huge amount of conflict there. And the the conflict that was there they didn't really explain mm-hmm. or, or go too much into it. But a fun, a fun little watch nonetheless. Um watching new beeves and Butthead was certainly better than the previous week, because I, I didn't really enjoy last week's one. Um still enjoying that, hoping we're at some point gonna get the uh the back catalogue on, on Paramount over here. Yeah. But as we discussed Paramount's seem to be a little non-committal. Bit, uh, non-committal to that which is which is a huge huge pain in the hole um can we just as as a world come together and say you can just have content wherever
0: yeah I'm it's, surprised. it's
1: so so annoying
0: it's funny, like, Nope was, like, on a three-week delay over here getting a release. I don't know why. Like, what, what possible reason could there be for three weeks? Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing bodies, bodies, bodies. Well, another, like, just, like, three weeks between the U.S. and over here again.
1: Like, why? Well, that's that's fine if there's at least it comes out. Like, there, there's content yeah, that is on but- Paramount in the U.S. And we're sitting over here, you know, dicks in our hands going, well, where's our... Views he about head. Oh yeah, well, uh, yeah, you know we're adding episodes, and you know have a look and just fucking have them.
0: I actually, uh, I actually did go looking for something on Paramount Plus this week that I know was made by them, but for whatever reason, it's not on it. It's so
1: annoying! Here. So uh, annoying!
0: They made a, a, a documentary adaptation of the Console Wars book, which was a solid yeah.
1: book. Yeah,
0: not on there. Don't know where it is. Doesn't seem <sighs> to be. Doesn't seem to have any form of legitimate distribution
1: over here. I think I said this already as well. The same thing. Um, on Audible, they have a series called Words and Music, and Tenacious oh, did and one that yeah. I wanted to listen to. Yeah. Uh, is this coming to the UK? Uh, it's only planned for US and Canada right now. Um, I want to listen to it. Well, too bad. You, you simply cannot have it. You know? <sighs> and but, the, but those same people will complain about piracy. Yeah. It's like, well what then <laughs> give me an option of some kind um uh, and then finally uh, there was a 25th anniversary concert uh by the the south park guys trey oh, yeah. and matt yeah and they played songs from the show i'm obviously uh watch south park i wouldn't say i'm a huge south park fan but i am a fan of the music of south park especially in the early seasons so i did check it out uh i I would say not a great concert. Obviously, they're not professional singers by any means. Um, but if you know, I, I think it's kind of one just for the hardcore, yeah, fans. You know, they did uh did some Team America songs as well. Did um America Fuck Yeah montage? Montage was originally in South Park. Um, did all the classic South Park ones? Let's Fighting Love, Gay Fish, the theme song. Uh, yeah I mean it was an interesting fun fun little watch but I would say only for an audience who would be interested who knows the songs well enough to be interested to see them performed live Um, same way I mean a a casual Simpsons fan would probably not be into some kind of live performed Simpsons concert where they do uh, the Planet of the Apes medley but we'd go crazy for it you know (laughs) Um, similar kind of thing but yeah that's what I was watching Haven't quite got to Fraser yet, but it's coming. And I watched episode one of season two of Nathan for you. I'm back on Nathan for you. Nice. Uh,
0: On that note, uh, should we segue? Uh, Joe, where are you on the rehearsal?
2: Uh, Still got the final episode to go, which we'll probably watch this evening after the show.
0: Okay. It was excellent. Oh. I Would say that. Thankfully, <laughs> they 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 stuck the landing, as was very important. I mean, I feel like it was a, it was a great show already. But it was one of those ones where I was kind of like, how do they wrap this up? And I yeah. suppose I, I wouldn't say I don't know if it's it it does escalate, and it was a satisfying finale. I suppose wrap it up doesn't necessarily cover. It. Obviously, we know they they did yeah. confirm it's getting a second season, but um, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, it was it was I mean as a as a tight six episode season of TV. I mean, it, it was pretty. Pretty dang excellent. Um,
2: Yeah. yeah. When I saw six episodes, I thought, oh, that's a bit bit of a shame. But given the format, I don't know if you could do like 10 episodes of that. No. It'd be exhausting. It'd be like I'd have to see a nine-hour kind of play or something. Just crazy. Okay. Look forward to uh, watching that one.
0: I think think also as well, I I remember thinking – uh watching that first episode together this is like a really interesting ramping up of the nathan thing but it's maybe not as funny as nathan for you which i still don't think the show overall was but i do feel like the second half of the season was much funnier i i feel like it 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 got so surreal and so weird that it that it just it did become genuinely funny as well um so yeah, uh, yeah, big thumbs up on on that. I haven't watched anything kind of new this week. I think we're putting off starting anything new until we uh, until we get the move done. We did watch a few more episodes of Fraser, and I mean, look, it's it's fantastic. I I love Frasier. It's holds up very well. It's incredibly charming, very funny, very easy watch. Uh, we just last night watched the Christmas episode for season one. It's a great Christmas episode. I mean, I kind of forgotten about it. I've seen it a million times, but a really fantastic episode. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's really fantastic. Uh, but nothing else, nothing else new for me on the old telegraph this week.
2: I have uh, one, one notable review, which is I watched the first episode of uh, She-Hulk attorney wow. at law. I'm very interested Plus. to hear this. Oh yes. Go on. Uh, ooh, nothing happened in the first episode. Oh, like no. I literally it got to the end and I, I went, "Was that it? I went, Michelle was asleep. I was just talking to myself, but I was like, is that it? <laughs> um, like it, it's, there's a little intro, and then she turns to the camera and goes, Well, you're probably wondering how I turned into a Hulk. So let's get that out of the way before we get into the procedural lawyer show, blah, blah, blah. So it goes into a flashback about how she became like a Hulk thing with, uh, you know, Mark Ruffalo's there. They kind of gloss over the actual, like, her becoming the Hulk, which. On one hand, I don't need to see like another origin story, like fine, skip that. But also there wasn't any real like danger or tension. It just kind of happened and they moved on very quickly. And then the, the rest of it is like 25 minutes. It's basically like a training montage type, almost like a training montage type thing from a movie where he's trying to explain what it means to be a Hulk, the Hulk and how to deal with yeah. it and the anger. And, blah. and that goes on for like 25 minutes, just the two of them on this island, like him trying to persuade her, she has to learn how to manage your anger except like straight away she doesn't have that thing that he has where he's two different personalities she's just lawyer hulk like there's no there's no kind of tension there and it's just her going like don't hulk explain to me how to manage my anger i'm a woman (laughs) and i i have to manage my anger every day and screw you you sexist cishet green privilege you know all that kind of shit like it's fine but it just goes on for like for the whole episode and there's no like danger or threat throughout the whole episode it's just that and then at the end she goes back to being a lawyer and she's like hawks up in the courtroom and beats up a villain or something and that was it they don't introduce any villain in the first episode really except maybe right at the end so it's just bruce banner and her kind of arguing about whether she needs to learn to control her anger or not. And that's it. And I'm like, well, why did I just watch that? That was rubbish.
0: So, like, is there any intrigue in why she's not She-Hulk?
2: No, she just was, they had, a, there's an accident and she gets hit with gamma rays and turns into She-Hulk. Okay. Fair enough. And that's, and that's it. And there's no, and like I said, there's no Jekyll and Hyde thing to it where she's can't control the Hulk. She's just, she's, she's like smart Hulk. She has yeah. of, you know, both elements at the same time, so... I guess the tension is going to come from how she manages that while also being a lawyer. Doesn't sound very interesting to me, but I don't know. I'll watch the second episode, give it another chance, but it's another Disney plus series where it's like, I was very, re- very into the concept. I thought, Oh, you could do a lot with that. That could be very interesting, but not, not missed on the first. Episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it didn't, didn't even tempt me to watch episode one out of curiosity. It's mm-hmm. just, I think the, I still have oh God. I still haven't finished Obi One. Can Obi Jesus? Christ. I think I, ought to I think don't think I ever yeah, will.
2: No.
0: Um, But yeah, that's that's She-Hulk. I guess we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see the verdict and see if Joe's going to continue with it next week.
2: Mm. What are they
0: Wednesday episodes? That's usually what they do, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I think so.
0: Alrighty, uh, we will move on to movie guff here. Just the one movie for me this week. Uh, another Paramount Plus. Uh, uh, venture here we decided to watch the first mission impossible uh, which i haven't seen since i can't remember when i, I want to say when it came out i don't think i saw it in the cinema i think i saw it maybe on home video shortly after i had no recollection of it it's it's really good and you forget how like legitimately great the like the the Dangling by a wire scene is. I mean, mm. it's like really excellent. I mean, mostly it it's really good in general. It's 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 a genuinely kind of tense spy espionage thriller. It's it's a little less bombastic than what it is now, but you could you would still tell they're the same franchise. It's not like when you mm. watch. Fast and the Furious One, and you go, oh my god, this is like nothing like what it would eventually be. It's obviously a different guy at the helm and a different a, a different mindset to it. But broadly, the 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 tropes are are still kind of there. It's just skewed a little bit more towards kind of tension and and, and a bit more of an action thriller. But the um <laughs> the the third act has a very ambitious for the time, but perhaps over ambitious for the, the CGI tools of the time. Uh, set piece on the TGV. Um, which doesn't look great unfortunately it's um it's it's like you know Tom Cruise holding onto the the, the roof of like a ps2 train maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe dreamcast at best you know um and conceptually it's cool and, and and all that other stuff but it's just it's that pre it's a uh, prime 90s CG where it just doesn't look very good and they've done as much as they can to try and make it look good with, with like uh like uh, uh you know like with uh, there's like they've got like the world's strongest wind machine on him to make him look like he's really on top of a train. But it just, it, it doesn't it doesn't really look great. But the rest of the movie, really, really good. Good intrigue, good plot. Cruise is very good. The action is mostly good and, and it's legitimately tense. Um, yeah, So we'll, we'll watch the rest of those. Obviously, uh, that was Brian De Palma. Second one is John Woo, which I've actually never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to, to watching that. We'll probably work our way through them in, in preparation for the new one. Um, which I am very much looking forward to. Uh, yeah, but that was it. What are you boys watching this week?
2: Uh, a couple of movies. Actually, it's like three movies. So, uh, it was the 15th anniversary of Super Bad being released. Lovely. So we watched that on Blu-ray. Um, as always, hilarious film mm-hmm. that ages very, very well. Um, for example, uh, when we get to college, we don't want to suck dick at fucking pussy. You know, very, very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, Calm down, Greg, it's soccer. Yeah. Um, you Are you going to piss your pants again? That was eight years ago. People don't forget. Yeah, um, yeah a lot, many, many wonderful quotes. So I enjoyed that. Um, watched a, a rom-com from... So I couldn't even tell you when it was from. I guess in the late 90s. It's uh, Six Days, Seven Nights with Anne Hesch and um, Harrison Ford. And it's a kind of castaway movie where they they crash on an Island and then there it's a rom-com blah, blah, blah. Um, I think Michelle wanted to watch it because Anne Hesch obviously died recently and she'd never seen an Anne Hesch film. I don't know. Mm. She, she didn't have like a extensive career cause she came out as a lesbian and that immediately meant she could no longer be in films, uh, in, uh, 2000s Hollywood. Um, but it's, it's a strange film. It's quite funny. I, I didn't, I didn't realize actually David Trimmer is in it playing her kind of annoying, um, boyfriend slash fiance um and he is Shrimmer is actually great like i think he, he seems like a nice guy when he's interviewed and stuff but he's perfect at playing the world's most annoying men like ross geller and the character in this like he's just so annoying uh, this was of course the brief period where they had like friends actors be in movies yeah i remember yeah. like matt leblanc was in lost in space oh, God. jennifer aniston did a bunch of like Comedy movies.
0: Matthew Perry was in like oh 10 yeah, Matthew horrible comedy movies some
2: as well. I don't think I don't know about Phoebe. I don't think she. Oh no, I, she was in um Romeo and Michelle, which is actually good. She That's has she's
0: one. she's had a bit more of a kind of a like a solid like late career resurgence as a little bit of a character actor in things. Yeah. So she pops mm. up here and there. And she's actually quite good. I remember I went to see Lost in Space in the cinema. Oh god, and yeah. Matt LeBlanc. I this is stuck with me since I was a fucking child. His acting in that movie is like in Friends when they show Joey doing the shit Dr. Drake Morey. <laughs> so bad he just acts like that normally in in lost in space he he does that face he just he just says the lines with no it's terrible i I can't remember if the movie overall i don't remember much about it at all i just remember thinking oh my god this is like some sort of elaborate five-dimensional bit he's doing i don't know but he was so bad um
2: yeah yeah so and this this was fine. It was kind of a passable rom com. The weird thing is that there was a huge age difference between Harrison Ford and, and Hesh, like twenty five years of oh, difference between them. Which and and obviously knowing she's gay as well, I can't remember if she bisexual bisexual or gay, but kind of knowing that they actually do manage to pull off like a semblance of chemistry. Which some of these movies where you get a really badly matched, uh, you know, male and female lead are really hard to endure, but they kind of pull it off. Um, this was the weird sort of era where Harrison Ford was transitioning from like, you know, hunky grump to old grump, you know, he kind of, <laughs> yeah. he kind of like in, he was in his fifties and he was like, oh, he's not old enough to be like a, a grumpy old man, but he's not really like young hunky anymore. He's kind of like a bit uh, grizzled, but yeah. And I think he was, he was pretty badly miscast in this one, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. Um, to to take it off the list. And the other thing we watched was a Paramount Plus uh, exclusive, I believe, called "Jerry and Marge Go Large," uh, which stars Mr. Brian Cranston Sorry. and uh, oh, what's her name, Annette Benning, I think the name is yeah. Um, so they it's based on an article that was in Huffington Post or so years ago. Uh, that I would read at the time and thought was a really fascinating article. And it was about a bunch of people in the US who had figured out a way to kind of game the lottery. And essentially it was every couple of months they'd have like a special draw. And they realized that when they had these special draws, if you bought thousands of tickets, you're almost guaranteed to win like a lot of money. And so they started kind of gaming the lottery and and it goes into that. The movie itself is, I want to say, I mean underwritten is probably the word i use it's such a basic script like i was maybe expecting it to be have a bit more i don't know kind of depth or edge to it but it mm. is very very light essentially it's you know brian cranston plays this character who's a retired um kind of factory worker or he worked, he worked it for kellogg's and he's very good with statistics and that's how he figures out the whole kind of lottery odds thing and then it all turns into this thing of him trying to like save the town and raise money for the town and this kind of thing. And it and there's this other character in it that's so one dimensionally like villain. It's hella. It's he's very like a, almost like a Mark Zuckerberg in social network type character. It's like a college kid who goes to Harvard and he's a tech whiz. And he's the bad guy against Brian Cranston's kind of humble, you know, retired, like small town character it's almost almost borders on laughable at points but it was fairly sweet as well and brian cranston you know he's a he's a genius actor so he kind of pulls it off so i'll be honest i wouldn't rush to recommend um <laughs> jerry marge at large if you haven't seen it but it was okay
1: yeah i also wouldn't recommend the episode large marriage of the simpsons no is that, that the awesome. one
0: with the big tits
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, that one's really bad. <laughs> uh if you were to guess, what season would you say that is? Like thirteen. Eleven. Ooh, Barry's closest. <gasps> Fourteen. Oh, that late. Wow. What about you, Paul? I did not watch any day? I didn't watch any movies. I did get my mother Blu-ray though. Oh yes, very nice. Yeah, which not the um, Darren Aronofsky film, which I already own on Blu-ray, but the Bong Joon-ho film. Oh, ooh, you got
0: me. Absolutely got me. Swerved me.
1: I think that's the first case where I have two different movies in my collection that have the same name, but I have two different movies. <laughs> um, the closest otherwise might be I have King Kong... Yeah, no, I, I have both versions of King Kong of the nineteen thirty three and the two thousand five, but that's like a remake; doesn't really count. But yeah, I am looking forward to get. I still have the two Bong movies to watch that one and Okja, so maybe this week. But I was I was focused this week on completing Arsenal, Righteous Gemstones, and Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, uh-huh. a little segue there. So I will kick off and say I did not get the platinum trophy.
0: Okay. Well, that would, that would be a lot, I would imagine.
1: Well, I, I got pretty close. I think I had 85% trophy completion on it or something. And I had about 80% in-game completion. But there were too many little fiddly uh, challenge thing. Go out of your way to do this challenge. Okay, but this challenge needs you to have very good um, shock damage. And I don't have the bow for that. So I need to go get one upgrade. Like, ah. I've played enough of this game. Yeah. I, play- I, I, It took me about 52 and a half hours. To that's, that's, you know, that's a that's a respectable amount. That's a amount. decent chunk. Yeah. And that was very much doing side quests, do- getting all the collectibles, you know. To a point, I was basically doing as much as I could. Um, I never went out of my way to do anything. It would just be, oh, I'm going to this quest. There's something on the way. Oh, it's a rebel camper. I'll clear that out now, and I kind of made my way through the game that way. Um, overall, very enjoyable. I think, on reflection, I I actually prefer the story and setting of Zero Dawn than Forbidden West.
0: Yes, I'm not. I did not get very fired with, but my, I kind of had that feeling when it was announced. I was like, that was a really great, tight little package story. they had in that yeah. first one. To the point that when you get to when they do that little tease at the end of the first one of oh, there might be more monsters for you to fight in a new game and i'm like yeah i don't really care to be honest i you know <laughs> so i think i think this one kind of got off on a bad foot just because it was a nice condensed standalone thing but it was also a gigantic success so you knew
1: it wasn't going to be a, a one and done yeah um i think the storytelling here is generally still very solid though i think especially towards the end it kind of lost a bit of momentum. I think the not so much the storytelling, but like the pacing of the storytelling towards the end. It doesn't ramp up evenly in intensity as you go into the last act. You just kind of arrive at the end. Right. And then you have no spoilers, obviously, but you arrive at the end and you have to fight like waves of enemies. And then there's a boss and then the and story. And I just didn't think that where the story went was super interesting or right out there i think i think in a sense the last act of the game is the weakest mm. of the story which is which is a shame the destin the, the journey is very good the destination is a little bit underwhelming um gameplay wise no problems um just a few nitpicks like i mentioned like climbing can be very slow kind of kills your momentum as you're going through the world um otherwise i thought it was pretty fun if a little samey compared to your assassin creed odysseys ghost of Tsushima. i wish there was some some element of it that it did uh differently um and it really there isn't um it's 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 kind of run of of the mill in that regard uh never got the feeling that i was really rewarded for exploring in the way that you do with a a breath of the wild or or I, i guess an elden ring I always felt if I was going in in a certain direction, and I, I didn't know where what was going to be there, it it was always just going to be something like uh, uh, you know a, a treasure chest with loot that you don't really need or or, or a rebel cat. was there was never a moment of oh my god I'm so happy I went this random direction and found this cool thing. There's none of that in the game. It's mm. very even though it's an open world game, it's about as linear as you can get with that. Side quests were all fun. The character animations are out of this world. It's obviously the best looking game I've ever played. And that kind of lends itself to you buying more into the little side quests, the stories you do go on. But, um, I, like I said, in in terms of the main quest, towards the end, I thought it got a little too muddled, and it didn't necessarily have any real revelations in the same way that Zero Dawn did, where I was like really wowed or blown or blown away by it. It was just kind of run of the mill. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm 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 feeling, uh, you know, I don't usually do point fives, but I think if there was ever a game to get an eight point five, right. Um, this might be the one. Um, totally uh, super well made, obviously. Technically very, very good. But um, yeah, just just a kind of never reached 10 out of 10 category for me, except for individuals, which are obviously stunning. Um, and now I'm done with it. And I can kind of take a, a deep breath of, oh, that's two months of my life finally done with. Yeah. And uh, now I can sit down and play Donut County again. Hell yeah. Which I have been doing, which is great. Uh, I didn't even realize where I'd left it off. I'd only got about a third of the way into that when I when I dropped it originally. And now I've picked it back up and I'm coming to the end of it. And yeah, that's it's obviously a short game, but it's a, such a great game to just have a podcast on or have music on and just your little hole eating up num, 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 eating up all those little uh, animals or... Um, Chairs or whatever, whatever in the world. Objects getting bigger and bigger. It's great. It's it's really really fun. I don't. Ha- I haven't decided yet what the next game I attack will be. I'm looking ideally at something that is in the range of ten hours. Okay. I'm thinking maybe Gears of War. I've never played Gears of War. I'm obviously back to Xbox now. I don't have the PlayStation Five anymore. That was my brother's on on um, post breakup loan to keep me happy. <laughs> so cheers to him, uh, but that's gone home now, I don't have a PS5 anymore and he has Horizon now that he can he can play um, so something on Game Pass, I have a few games on Game Pass that I'm looking at, haven't quite decided yet, it might be something like um, Gears but maybe something less um, third person adventure <laughs> maybe something more out of the box I might go for
0: I've been meaning questions. to, I, I think this is about the length you might be looking for, I've been meaning to give that uh, what is it, as Dusk Falls I've been meaning to give that a look hmm uh that's a narrative adventure game that might not be the vibe you're looking for
1: i've heard it's quite good though although i heard it, it does that thing where you know with the let's say the Telltale games where you get to a certain point and then it it doesn't but it more or less your your choices up to that point get reset it doesn't really matter it doesn't right. For it. right it right does, does that thing but um yeah i'm looking i don't know i i have an open mind in terms of what's to come um,
0: if uh if you are looking to drop a little cash ski maybe as much as 20 euro yeah. you could make
1: the next game from the
0: the donut county
1: boys which is neon white um, uh, which i've heard a lot of positive i about. actually
0: i for not because i lost it i just it's on my laptop i got the steam version and i just never play games on my laptop yeah. it is really good i i the only reason I, I haven't finished it is because I I, I I heard mixed-ish things about the switch version. Uh, nothing was especially bad but I was like all right I'll get the pc version since that seems to be the plagues right. and I just never sit down and play play on this thing ever um but what I played it's great and it's it's also action 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 it's great it's fast Bang, bang bang bang, bang. you're being a cool guy uh that might <laughs> be your uh, and it's about 10 ish hours is my understanding of it.
1: Yeah, definitely i might need to look at the switch. I am going on on me holidays in a week and two days. So I will maybe pack the, something on the switch and, and bring that with me. Yeah. Possibly.
0: Yeah, uh, we let us know what you what you go for. Um, yes. I've been kind of chipping away at the usual things I've been playing. I did I I, I got a couple more endings in the Stanley parable and then I did one run through of the Ultra Deluxe. Oh. I think I saw like what I, what was seemingly kind of like the main uh, yeah. thing from from that. The we'll just say the the memory uh, uh, through line is great. It was so funny, uh, Just genuinely really clever and 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 different. Um, it's 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 great. It's it's, it's a very funny experience. I, I don't know how much more of it I'm gonna play necessarily. I've I've gotten tongue tied here between new and old. I think I've gotten about like eight or nine endings. I know there's in the game but yeah. i don't necessarily want to run through it and, and and pick over it to get every single thing especially some of the ones that are like like there's the one where it's like if you, you, you play a little mini game for like four hours i would never do that no I no would like, never
1: do that no, do, there are some of them like that I just look up on youtube yeah
0: yeah that's that's then that's exactly my thinking as well It's like okay i will just watch a compilation when i'm when i when i when i get all the ones that i've just come about naturally i will then Say, right, I'm done. That was my experience, and I'll look up the rest.
1: Well, I, I did everything apart from there's the one you mentioned is the baby crawling towards the yes. fire or whatever it is. You, there's one that's two hours, and then there's one that's four hours. I'm like, I'm not. Pl- you press a single button to reset that the baby doesn't go into the fire. Yes. And um, obviously, I'm not interested in playing, pressing a, a button for two hours. Um, but I did everything else in the game, and I think it was like six hours total, maybe. Yeah. Um, um, even that new content I think there's three variations.
0: There's I did look oh, one yeah. thing up. I and I'm trying to while I'm still playing it I'm no, trying to not, not spoil it. anything, but I did look up one thing cuz one I got one ending that is in the original game. But it references some other games that I'm like, that. those were not out when this game came out. So I looked it up, and basically it seems like, without giving too much away, it seems like in the original release, the reference games were Minecraft and yeah. what was the other one? Uh, Portal. Uh, and then in the new one, it's Firewatch and Rocket League yes. are the, the reference games. And the, the, the references in question are great. It's a really well done sequence. It's very funny. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's legitimately funny. Like I said last week, it's legitimately very uh, incisive and very cutting. Um,
1: uh, yeah, funny in the same way that Portal...
0: What? Yeah, yeah, uh, which is which is which is rare in in games. So yeah,
1: it was other, a, it was a portal mod originally, wasn't it? Or I think it's something else.
0: Yeah, it, I don't know if it was a portal mod, but it was it was one of those games that had an evolution from. It was a little game. It was a Gary's mod uh, thing, I think, Half Life Two possibly. engine or whatever it is. Yeah, um, one of those games, kind of like Celeste, where it was like they made a little project and then they made a proper game, which was based off the little project they made. You know, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, Stanley Parable. That's a, that is good fun. Um, and I will, I will, I will dive into that a bit more. Other than that, I played a bit more Rumbleverse. I got my first win, which is great. Uh, it was very tense, very satisfying. I, I uh, enjoyed that. They've they they are still working on it. They got the matchmaking times down a little bit, so I'm I'm enjoying that. The big thing, the thing I started this week uh, is a game, a Lindy game that like really like exploded in popularity. It Came out like two weeks ago and was like the talk of the town. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. Which uh, I believe Pod, friend of the show, was was bigging it up, and I, like it was like the talk of like every podcast I listen to it was like all this thinking about it's like a Devolver digital published game, and it just blew up. Basically, uh, uh, you you play a little lamb, you're about to be sacrificed to some gods when a, a, a sort of underworld god saves you, and says, "Tell you what, I'll keep you alive, but you have to set up a cult in my name," and that sets you off then on a game that's like fifty percent like roguelike action with like dungeon crawling and procedurally generated dungeons and all this other stuff and 50% uh, base building or like city management. Uh, uh, And it really is 50, 50 when you, when you kind of boot it up, you think, okay, this is an action game and I've got a little town to manage as well. And then as time goes on, you realize, no, it's 50, 50. If anything, I think there's probably a case to be made that the action Serves the base building more than anything else. So basically, um, it's a it's a two D kind of top down, fairly basic action game. It's not it's not super complicated. You've one attack button and a dodge. Um, it's fairly standard. Um, but the um, uh, the way it works is that basically you have little followers on your cult and they pray to an altar, and uh, that uh, prays that altar gets you upgrades. In order for them to be praying at the altar, they have to be happy, they have to be fed, they have to have beds to sleep in and things like that. So you're going out, you're gathering resources, you're gathering wood to make them a bed, you're gathering uh, bricks and wood to, to build a, uh, a temple where you can give sermons uh, and so on. And all these characters have, there's a lot of meter management going on, right? Um, characters, there's an overall faith level of the of the village, and then characters have an individual loyalty Uh, uh, meter to you specifically so you get certain uh, bonuses by uh, playing favourites and chatting to the characters and giving them blessings and giving them gifts like at Stardew Valley and then they like you more and when they like you more they pray more, right? And so it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's a really nice cycle of you go out on adventures you do your combat and when you're on your adventures you find more villagers. Go back to your village treat them well, give them sermons keep their faith up cook them food, make them happy which causes them to pray more, which gives you more upgrades, which Allows you to do better when you go out on your little on your little adventures. And that's that's the loop. Um but like what, what I really noticed the more it goes on, like I said early on, it's kind of like, okay, find wood to make them beds, build a temple, all that basic stuff. It gets really complex in a really interesting way. Um in the vein of something like Stardew. The the resources are way more varied and complex than you than you think. There's a lot of different resources you can get. You can build a refinery to change them into other things. Certain advanced buildings like a prison or things like that require fancier materials than you're just going to find lying around. Um, your your characters in your village they're not just they don't have a collective mindset. They all have individual traits. So this character this villager likes this villager. This villager doesn't like this villager this villager is uh is um starting to dissent and so you quickly notice over time that it's they're not just meters that you have to keep up it's not enough to just feed them and their their hunger goes down and then everyone's happy there's a lot of stuff going on so um in the style of, of an XCOM, you can rename every character so i've you are both in there i've put I've, I've filled it with all my friends and enemies um uh so um funnily enough my my first dissenter was brona she she um uh She she lost faith in in, in my gospel. Um, And you basically have the option when things like that come up is that you can either reeducate the person or you can kill them and you can uh, do like sacrifices in your little temple. But this all then has an effect. It's kind of like, okay, you uh, when someone's dissenting, you're not just at risk of losing them from your your village. They run around, they're little cartoon characters. The art style is very funny. It kinda it's a little bit happy tree friends, do you know what I mean? It's all little cute barnyard animals, but they're it's right. got all this like satanic imagery in it. They run around with a little megaphone and they don't speak English, like little simlish, like fake language, like yelling angry things about how you're a liar and, and they don't believe you anymore. So you can like spend time trying to re-educate them, which takes a couple of days to to do, but in those days when they're when they're not re-educated yet, they're they're bad-mouthing you and that can affect other villagers. So I was trying to re-educate her. I said, I'll be nice. I won't kill her. But then I came back from an adventure once, one, <laughs> one, of, the, one of the action segments. And I, this thing pops up. It's like, Brona has left. And she took 60 gold with her. She doesn't just leave. She just took half my money. I was like, what the fuck? And before she left, she infected someone else who is now a dissenter. And that person, I just, I was like, all right, I learned my lesson. You're you're dead. Um, <laughs> and then when you start, like, sacrificing people, you can then harvest their meat to cook for the other villagers. Cannibals. And the the food that you get when you sacrifice them, um, it it's like got this really weird 50-50 dynamic. The food is really hard because like you can early on you can grow berries, which are very easy to grow, and so they're always in plentiful supply, but the food is is of poor quality. And like uh, the berry dishes they have like a 15% chance of the villagers shitting themselves immediately <laughs> when they eat. Um you're, it sounds you're, like
1: vi- me when I go to McDonald's.
0: Absolutely, you're
1: rolling that dice every <laughs> single time.
0: And it's like the, the the village has a hygiene meter as well. So if the hygiene goes low, that affects the faith, all this other stuff. But when you when you sacrifice a villager and then you you make food out of their meat, uh it's like it's like this high risk, high reward where it's like really good quality food, and if a villager eats it, they might drop a random resource like wood, or there's like a chance they'll go insane. Do you know what okay. I mean? So it's like the the more I'm playing it, the more I'm like, oh my god, there's so many different things going on. Uh, you're not just building shelter. I, I just like started building a few like speakers that like blast propaganda into the into the uh, the the cult, so that when I assign them a task, they work faster. Do you know what I mean? Things like that. Right. Um, uh, you can build stocks, where it's kind of like if you've got a dissenter, you can put them in the stocks, and then they can't leave with your money. And they also mm. can't, they can't walk around spreading uh, information. Now, they won't work for you, but they stop kind of hindering your process. Really elaborate, really great. Uh, uh, really, I, I, I lost a lot of time. It was one of those ones where I started it, and it's just very, very satisfying. And it has the usual kind of roguelike trappings as well. When you go on a dungeon run, Lots of different weapon variety. You don't know what kind of bosses you're going to face. You could get, you get, you know, you might get great weapons, and or you might get terrible weapons. It's got that fun thing, and then you come back and you're like, okay, what's happened in this camp since I left? Um, I lost a couple of hours to it, so I was really loving it. One thing I will say, I've kind of hit the point now where the resource management's getting really tough, and I don't have a lot of stuff. And this is always a thing in a game like this where you're kind of managing meters and you're building up a little community or a town. You can have breakages, but I feel like the breakage knob on the, the developer side is, like, turned slightly too high. And it's kind of like I'm not having the fun of building new things because I'm constantly fixing the things I built when I started the game, you know, like the beds are constantly need to be fixed. And it's like, okay, right. hey, I wanna I wanna build a, a you know, a prison and I wanna build a, a re education center and an outhouse and a fertilizer silo and all these fun things. It's like, no, the beds that you built in the first hour of the game keep breaking. So that's what's taking my wood. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit, you know, I, I haven't bounced off it, but I'm kind of I'm kind of finding it a little bit punishing, um, uh, but I, I do want to stick with it. The other thing as well is I got it on Switch because this is like it's a management game, right? So I'm like, you want this on Switch. You want to be in bed or sitting on the couch, and it's it's a real pick-up-and-play game because a run in the combat section, is, they're usually about like 10 minutes. You can get to a boss and beat a boss in 10 minutes, right. and, then you, and then you can go back to your village, and you can do five minutes of you do this job, I'll build this, I'll give a sermon, and so on thought it'd be a great switch game it's 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 a pretty chuggy experience on on switch unfortunately uh a lot of that that kind of stutter you know when you go to a new area in a game sometimes and it's like taking a little bit of time to kind of get acclimatized to the new setting a lot of that um uh, a lot of uh, like hitching and freezing and things like that and uh, some very long load time so it's not a, it's not a great version on switch unfortunately i hope they do uh just came out two weeks ago and it's just like surpassed like a million units sold or something so i'm hoping Mm. they're they're just going to keep working on it but uh yeah cult of the lamb i would i would still say a a very tentative thumbs up i think the i think the the game is very cool i think it needs a little bit of fine tuning but i'm I'm definitely going to stick with it um and that has taken up all my time really this week i dropped (laughs) more or less everything else after i got it uh so so i am enjoying that uh but yeah that's it for i think that's it for all our games this week yeah uh we will segue then over to the wrestling
2: gossip. before we get on to wrestling paul talking about shitting yourself in mcdonald's just reminded Uh-oh. me that uh no i should not should be involved uh friday we <laughs> friday we went to mcdonald's again so i was like yeah let's have a mcdonald's yeah. i fancy like a mcdonald's we went there we got there about half six because i'd been out and Took me ages to get back, so I met Michelle at McDonald's. We went in there, we ordered, we sat there, we sat there, we sat there. Forty minutes. Oh no! Before they brought it to you? I wish they brought it to me. Forty minutes was sat in this McDonald's, busy, loads of people in there. All no one was getting any food. Like everyone was waiting for their food. Everyone stood there. Forty minutes. Eventually, they called. They called the food. They called our number. I went up and it was so busy. Like there was no one there to actually like give me the food. So I'm just standing there going eh, eh, for 42, 42, 42. No one, no one actually stops and like takes the ticket and gets the food. And I'm pretty sure the food was like sat there along with a load of other bags that we just didn't get. So eventually like I show it, like shove it in the face of the manager as politely as possible, of course, with respect for the working yeah. man. Um, and he's like, he saw that like, cause by this point they were up to like 57 or 58 and he's like, let me get forty two. I'll sort it. And he went off and got it all. He went. And he got all the order himself. Put it in the bag. Took it. And we. I just got out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. Got home. Had my three chicken selects. <laughs> no quarter pounder with cheese. No. Oh, my that Come on. <sighs> so I had. I. at this point, I didn't care. I didn't. Even, right. I didn't want it anymore. I was just like, I'm just gonna eat these chicken it's selects. A
1: yeah.
2: You know, what I mean, I'm just gonna eat this and just that's it. It's fine. No, Michelle got a you know, double cheeseburger, but yeah. So I tell you, we're not. I'm not going to go to that McDonald's again, at least for a while. I just. No. But is that is that in a busy area that McDonald's? I mean, yeah, it's you know, it's, it's it's a busy area. It's the only one for you know quite a while around, and it does just get so busy. They have the you know, the delivery, they have the drive through, they have the. But uh, we've talked about the issues with that. Yeah, you know, and it's just they can't cope with that many deliveries at once. And Michelle and I were kind of waxing nostalgic about the old days where you go into McDonald's and you'd stand there and they'd get the tray, they put that in front of you. Yeah, they And you and you wouldn't move until that tray was had your food on it and you take it away. You know what I mean? Like there was mm-hmm. no you know, bingo calling of like fifty sharks, 57.
1: Well, we have in in the McDonald's where is near me. I don't remember if we went we went mm-hmm. to the mcdonald's when so. you guys were over i yeah. don't remember yeah in lucan when you come out the other side of the park there's a mcdonald's there but now you go in and you you order your if you eat in you order your food and you just take a, a table number triangle yeah and they bring it to you now or you or you get it to go at which point it's, it's mm-hmm. the old number um gimmick although i went in one time this was a few months ago now i don't remember if i talked about this already but I went in and put my order in the machine, and I, one of the guys was passing by and he said, um, You're not ordering a milkshake, are you? Because I, I don't <laughs> I don't take a milkshake. I don't know. Nine to milkshakes. I said, No, 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 I'm not having one. Okay, because there's an issue on the system where if you order a milkshake, the, the order doesn't show up for some reason. I said, No, I'm not having a milkshake, so it's fine. So I sit down, and this is only a little mcdonald's in a not particularly busy area so normally within three four minutes even if you're like i do you're ordering a like burger with just ketchup or whatever it usually comes pretty quick but like you joe i was waiting five Mm -hmm. ten fifteen twenty nothing so i went up I said, you know, is there is there uh, <laughs> do we have a problem? Is there
2: a problem here? with the order? Or, <laughs> do we have a problem
1: here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you fucking answering me back? And he, <laughs> and, and and no, no, they, they didn't have my order for some reason, and I and I said, well, here's my receipt. I've been waiting for it. Oh, okay, just give it to me now, and I'll put it in. and We we'll get your food, and I I said whatever it was a quarter pounder meal with a with a McFlurry. Oh, the McFlurry. That's why it didn't go in. It's like why didn't they just say why instead of the guy at the beginning instead of just saying milkshake why didn't he just say any dessert order is going to oh. cause an issue uh, but also oh. why
0: didn't they just turn uh, I, I like the idea that he looked at that that order and he said oh the McFlurry machine he probably doesn't want any of it He probably doesn't want any of it if you can't have the if you can't have the McFlurry you're not going to have the first two courses I don't think
1: yeah. No, um, no. um, no. But I, I, even as someone who were, has worked in kind of IT for a while, I don't know why you would have a system where if there's an issue with one item, the whole order just doesn't go through. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they should. Maybe that's maybe that is why their kitchens constantly just have that alarm going off twenty four seven. Do you know what I mean? It's their their computer trying to handle the fact that there's orders coming in from the McFlurry, but the machine's broken. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think la- last time I last time I was in a McDonald's, it the machine was off, which is very annoying as well. Where you go in and you go to pick on the little um, touch screen, pick mm. your McFlurry, and they all just say not available.
0: I'm surprised they haven't just transitioned to them just being like a pre-packaged thing in a fridge that you can just take out because the machines never fucking work. So mm. I'm surprised it's not just they
1: work. They just turn it off at some points, I guess. Because I uh, someone who we used to work I, well I used to work in a in a in a petrol station. Go on. We had an ice cream machine there and we would fill it with the um the white slop and it would spin around and then the ice cream comes out, right? And then some days the manager just wouldn't have filled it that morning or whatever. And so people would come in and order an ice cream on a nice day and we'd be like, Oh, the machine's not working. But it was working, it just hadn't been filled. Oh god. Dude. So, let you behind the old ice cream curtain there. But when people say <laughs> the machines, the machines not working, it usually is working. They just haven't. It's not on. Mm. Anyway,
2: wrestling. Uh,
1: so I, I know. Oh what yes, the, wrestling. <laughs> I, I know what the folks have been dying to know, which is, did I watch Rampage this week? Go mm. on. And the answer is no. Neither did I. Again, oh. haven't got around to it. Now every every time for the last few weeks i have eventually watched it usually now it's on like a tuesday or wednesday by the time i actually sit down to watch it but um i think we're definitely reaching critical mass here of God, there's just nothing on this show that i don't care to watch yeah swerve in our glory like those guys no problem with that yeah yeah it, with them versus Private Party as the main match on the show, as a tag team... T- I'd be more interested, to be honest, if it wasn't a tag team title match, because it's, it's it's obvious who's going to win that one. And then, okay, let me just run through the Rampage card here, right? I'm not going to look at the results, obviously, because I'm not watching, but you have a quarterfinal match in the Trios tournament, Best Friends versus the Trust Busters. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win that one uh hook <laughs> H- versus zach clayton the reality yeah i you know I, I we didn't hear a lot of buzz about that one mm. uh swerve in our glory versus private party and returning penelope ford versus athena and we hear from claudio castagnoli i mean are they even trying anymore yeah honest? Yeah, like I is just... is there anything on that show that will have any impact on anything that happens on Dynamite? If you don't watch that Rampage, when you watch Dynamite next week, will there be anything that you'll have missed out on? Apart from maybe the result of that quarterfinal,
2: which you'll just see on a graphic and go, "Oh, the Trustbusters didn't make it through." Your job. Oh. I give you there are there are a couple of good moments or a couple of notable moments, so. Firstly, Billy Gunn saying that he's going to have to acclaimed with him on Dynamite. So there you go, setting up setting up that match on Dynamite. Okay. And also after the Matthews Buddy Matthews squash, uh, Miro came out and beat. The there was a
1: Buddy Matthews. I didn't even see there was a Buddy Matthews.
2: Yeah, it was an additional one because uh, a bonus. the bonus. The hook match ended quickly, oh, yeah. so Tony gave us a okay. bonus match. Thank you. Um, Tony. So after that, Miro came out and just beat the absolute piss out of him. That was that was good. That was actually a pretty good angle to set up. Um, or to further the kind of Miro versus House of Black feud, um, yeah. But other than that, there was also a kind of interesting bit. So they had Athena versus Penelope Ford, and during it, like the yeah. the returning, the grand return of Penelope Ford, um, and they cut to you know how Kip Sabian's been in the crowd for about a year oh, wearing a box yeah. on his head, and no yeah. one has ever meant, and no one has ever drawn attention to it. or or acknowledged it they finally did mention that that was her oh that's her husband kip sabian so i kind of wonder
0: word with him he's having it he's having a moment
2: (laughs) i kind of wonder if they will actually do something with it now maybe that she's back i don't don't know maybe not it's um yeah that happened
1: (laughs) i wouldn't be upset if the thing they did was that he just got released to be honest (laughs) took the box off
2: and just put all his stuff in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, (laughs) oh there was no wait there wasn't a cool moment jade cargill was on the show oh yeah Um, and and what did she say she didn't say anything she didn't say she she let her she let her fist do the speaking she came out with a sledgehammer and she smashed up athena's like wing mechanical wing things oh that was quite that was you know fun moment as well Mm. and um what's his name was doing silly faces Stokely. Uh, Stokely was doing, yeah. Silly faces. So that was good. So, I mean, I'm not defending Rampage because, yeah, it is very very WWE main event, but um, some good moments in there. But they just need to have a... Uh, They've got so many wrestlers. Yeah. It It feels like they've got Dynamite's the A show, Rampage is the C show, and then... There's no V show. Some of these There's no V show no yeah. like why yeah. not put all those wrestlers that aren't on TV, have them on B Rampage? Yeah, well it you does, pointed out does.
1: Go on, Paul. You pointed out Miro just now. It seems like mm. he's been back for two months and hasn't been doing anything. He just appears in a in a, a little vignette here and there. Maybe have him have a yeah. match at some point, I don't know.
0: It's a bummer. It's a bummer. And it's just, I used to, I used to like, I mean, I still, they still have the advantage of being a Friday night show where, like, okay, I'll watch it. No, I didn't this week, but I'll watch it like a Saturday morning. But it's just, it's just, like, if we've got a busy morning where we want to get up and do something, and, you know, and then it's like, it's just, it's not going to take priority anymore. And it's a shame uh, because Dynamite has been great for the last few weeks and it looks like it'll be great this week. Um, But, yeah it's unfortunate it is unfortunate um i would be honest i wouldn't be sad if rampage went away and they were just
1: like let's just focus on (laughs) on dynamite it it did make me think of aw pre-rampage because i was watching some old clips of dynamite and subtly i think even the look of dynamite has kind of changed but when it was just Mm -hmm. one a week it was you know simpler times i like the roster they had which obviously have now been immortalized in a trading card form. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, certainly since Rampage started, I don't know. It, we I think we talked about it before, if it's just like, s- s- things are, are simultaneously overstuffed with 100 million wrestlers. And even then, with the huge roster they have, still bringing in a Mance Warner here and a... You know, Zach Clayton. So, yeah, but I well, I don't know if Zach Clayton is some like nightmare factory trainee or something. He might very well be, and they just use him. You know, but yeah. like use the people you have first and foremost. Because w- when you think of classic Dynamite, it was almost like a throwback to your your late nineties, early two thousand, in the sense that everybody had a storyline, everybody had something going on, and now everybody does. But you, f- you almost forget that Miro is shooting with. The um, what what are they called? House of Black mm. and that House of Black and Sting are in a feud. Remember, there's no Sting this week at all. Um, you nearly forget that this stuff is happening because some weeks you just don't see any anything of it. And then, but there's time on Rampage to do um, Blorco against uh, <laughs> Peter Avalon. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I love Blorco. Yeah, Blorco McGillicuddy. Um, Dynamite, on the other hand, was was tremendous again. A, a, a thoroughly enjoyable two hours.
0: Yeah, we got our we got our shooting, we got our star, we got our night gun night.
1: slanging on. <laughs> I do have I do have a nitpick in that CM Punk segment. Though. Go on, what was it? Let's kick off. Come on. Uh, yeah, I, well, Joe had the nitpick last week. I, I got to tag back in with my nitpick. Uh, I didn't like when he uh, maybe shot at Adam Page that one time. Um, how is that that's (laughs) not a nitpick that's
0: like the talking point of the that's that's not my oh Oh, i thought you were serious you got me again (laughs) i'm
1: I'm a good i'm a good worker brother i'm I'm shoot um no my my nitpick of this angle because obviously like with the mgf angle of of recent it is nice when reality uh, plays a part on it now whether or not that whole adam page thing should have happened i I would probably say it should not um Stick stick somewhat to the script, brother. Get the point across. Don't be working your own little your little angles. My nitpick is when when Moxley came out and Punk started doing Snow Angels, that it was a bit silly, um, <laughs> and not really not really truly in line with Moxley and and what that feud should be. Um, I don't want to get as tenuous as saying, you know, well, when who X was coming out, Steve Austin wouldn't be doing Snow Angels, but but um i don't know that for for, for as, as much as there's like reality introduced to this I, th- I think at its core there still needs to be certain stable elements of a wrestling promo where punk is shooting moxie comes, comes out to interrupt them and punk shouldn't be immediately taking the piss you know yeah um keep it keep it um intense keep it you know, edgy—not edgy in the sense of like a edge lord, but like edgy in the sense of like, okay, maybe there's some real heat here. Like, let me buy into it. Him doing snow angels and they keep cutting back to it. it was, that was too silly for me for what that segment. Yeah, yeah that's my nitpick. I mean, that's why
0: that, I I just think it is that's Punk's thing, and it, I I kind of feel like as surprising as it is, I feel like he is going he is going for the heel.
1: Almost, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Direction. But I think, I think they're. True. I think
0: they're doing a little bit of Bretton, Canada with him, with the Chicago pay per view looming. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, I mean the page thing. I just the thing about it is, there was a, then all this reporting came out that, well, not that he wasn't going to. Someone who knows him said he wouldn't have been surprised if Punk didn't show up. Was the fucking report, oh. which is very, very kind of like. I'm not even disputing that a person said it, but it's just kind of like okay, one person said that maybe they would be shocked if mm-hmm. that happened. I'm just like, eh. my this this week was kind of the breaking point for me after all the MJF stuff of just kind of like okay. I'm not doubting anyone's individual credibility, but there seems to constantly be a quote unquote real life background to a television angle that's happening, and it seems to come out exactly when the television angle <laughs> happens as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, like obviously, like, you know, and, and and again, I'm not even disputing that that there is a, a degree of reality to a lot of this stuff. I don't, I don't doubt a lot of the Thunder Rosa stuff that, that kind of gets whispered about, and obviously then she comes out with her fucking shirt, her sandbag shirt, which is the like some of the worst stuff they've done on TV this year, the sandbag uh, angle um the thing that the the problem is is that and this is this is you know i don't i don't mind punk and hangman getting a little bit spicy with each other you know i think that's i think that keeps it exciting and i think this has been a very exciting Mm -hmm. week to talk about aew my thing is just kind of like not to get all fucking casual fan on you but what if you're a normal person watching this what the fuck does adam page have to apologize to cm punk for do you know what I mean? That was a thing he made sure to to get in there, and I'm like, okay, mm. no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? The challenge was one thing, which was a bit, uh, you know, obviously that was a little bit, a little bit cheeky. Obviously, the, the page is a, a back against the wall. There's literally nothing he can do. He can't run out in the middle of someone else's yeah. segment. Okay. You know,
2: he, he, he could, he could If he had, if he, had any, if he was a worker, if he was a real worker,
0: he would have, he would have power bombed Tony Khan right there.
2: He Shoot, power bombed Tony Khan through the.
1: And the, he do, uh, yeah, he could do, do that He could do that If I was Tony Khan and and this was happening with, with without prior approval, which maybe there was, I don't know, to be honest. But I, I'd send Adam Page out and I'd say, shoot on him, brother. He's not got a good <laughs> record. You can take him.
0: <laughs> oh, that's definitely true. That's definitely and, true, yeah.
1: You know, I mean, because it made it, as a, as a narrative television show, it did make Hangman look very foolish that he didn't come out. Mm-hmm and that, that's what's so kind of annoying about it in a sense is that while wrestlers should have leeway to tell the story the way they want to do it when you go so far off track if that's what's happened here um, and if it's not that's even worse in a sense <laughs> but like I don't know that just comes off to me as very unprofessional and very I'm not like, I'm not interested in I'm interested in wrestlers get the bullet points and go out and put their flavor on
2: it and tell the story not to do other stuff that Mm. isn't the point you know having said that this is the most relevant hangman's been in about three months yeah that's that that, that's more ironically ironically yeah yeah, he's been sat in catering with the dark order for three months after losing Uh, the belt so even before even when he had the belt yeah yeah actually yes this is the most relevant he's been since he beat kenny for the belt since he won
1: the belt yeah i mean that i think there's something to be said for that of highman when he had the belt how far he pushed in in a sense not even for punk but even in comparison to moxley how far he pushed to come off as the champion and make the championship feel important yeah, yeah. he kind of felt like a wrestler being led by the championship rather than the other way around yeah.
2: um
1: yeah i mean the delivery was very good i liked i liked the promo after moxley came out and the kind of back mm. and forth they had but everything up until then i thought was a bit of a a bit of a silliness. Well, we were, you know what we were just talking about Rampage do you know what
0: they should do next week they should say Adam Page answers CM Punk on Rampage put something important on Rampage because Dynamite's already mm. stuffed to the gills yeah um and the, you know, put him on rampage and build it up, and have it be the big rampage segment. And now you have something important, and that's where he can come out and say, "Oh, I was in the fucking depths of the building talking to someone. I had no idea he was even out there speaking. I was busy. I would have, I, uh, you know, just so we're clear, I would have run out and fucking punched oh. you in your little face, you fucking haggard old man. You know,
2: <laughs> you know. he's looking like one of the Briscoe brothers. I've noticed. You know, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. More uh, things
0: uh, to and then, and then just as they cut his microphone off, he goes, he said, better, better, you pick, you pick. You'll never get to you know.
1: Um, I mean, that would be great, but that's when they have the, the Embassy Ring of Honor six-man tag schedule, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've got Parker Boudreau versus uh, fucking Jimmy the Shit. I don't know.
0: Jimmy the Shit! I love Jimmy the Shit. I mean, Jimmy the Shit, I mean, his his CCW stuff was great. Didn't love so much the WWE run. It was cut short, you know.
2: I think he's the NWA TV champion though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: um he, he won the tournament yeah, he, against Brodus Clay. He, he wears it well. He really does. No, good no, we, we love we love the gymster, the shitster as I call him. Um but um <laughs> yeah, that's um that's that. I thought the punk mock stuff was fantastic. I thought it was well, well not, not to pull apart. Uh,
1: throw a good strike, one of you, please, throw a good strike. Well I've noticed especially punk. Even yeah. even on last week when he when he returned the run out these big overhand <laughs> yeah yeah, strikes, yeah they're like Hulk Hogan punches they're, yeah. they're not good the best um,
0: the best looking physicality was when Mox kissed him that was the most believable fucking yeah. strike that happened in that exchange but um yeah i'm looking forward to that match i think it's going to be it's going to be great and uh, obviously then like it's very it's it's not only like looking forward to the match but like we're two weeks away from the pay-per-view. So like, what are they doing? Like, are they going to do us? Uh, are they going to do a bullshit finish? A I hope nah. not. I mean, I, Mox, I, I, Mox I think they Mox wins. Mox's wins straight Mox out.
2: wins. They do the rematch. Punk wins in Chicago. Really interesting. I think okay. that's got to be it. Maybe there's a bit of shenanigans. Maybe MJF comes back and interferes. Ooh. Well, that's, or that's some, great, something that's happens in team. the match with a bit of a bullshit, not a bullshit finish, but like interference or something hmm. leading to a rematch. I, that's my assumption because it's in Ohio and it's obviously um, Mox's Mox, home Mox state. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby Punk was like uh, Punk was like, uh, <laughs> I, you know, he did a, he did a ninety seven Brett and he's like, I will not lose. I'm in, not in, in, in Chicago. <laughs> um, I'm like the prettiest just, girl of the day. He <laughs> just
2: writes Triple H in the air with <laughs> <laughs> spits in Tony Khan's face. F- oh, Amen. Yeah. F- T. He says two. I'll I'll
1: I'll drop it, I'll drop it to Daniel Garcia on Rampage. <laughs> um,
0: um and Tony's like I, uh, I, yeah, okay.
1: I, <laughs> I like later in the show when they announced that this match was happening on, on Dynamite, It got me by surprise. Jim Ross just have no idea what was happening. My God. <laughs> what?
0: Oh, he was shit <laughs> on this dynamite. Jim, like listen, gave him the benefit of the doubt for the while. He was OK. He'd have his nights where he was mixed. He'd have his nights where he was good, his nights where he's bad. Jim Ross is shit. OK, he is. He's past it. He doesn't have it anymore. Oh, the, literally every other combination of commentator. And we've been critical of Jericho. But even Jericho is miles better than him. every other commentator, every other pairing. They have their little chemistry. They're doing their little bits. They know they're all on the show. And then, and then it, it, Jim Ross is just like you know, Excalibur is like, oh, I mean, Taz like he's got that arm ring, I mean, locked in. I mean, you 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 know moves like that. Yeah, well, he should know moves like that. He was a wrestler for years. I'm like, yeah, Jim, that's the bit they're doing. You're just, you're, it's just, it's uh, like, it's like, it's like, t- it's like all the other commentators are like doing elaborate ballet routines, and then Jim Ross is like an elephant who like crushes them to death, stamps rah- on stage, takes a big shit on them while they're fucking.
1: It's terrible. It's so bad. Well, the most annoying part on, on Dynamite was uh, Taz called it a uh, Jujigatami, and Jim Ross is like, "Well, can you spell <laughs> it? Can you just
2: spell it? Ah!
1: What are you talking about?" And you know Taz was
0: annoyed because he started spelling it, and then Jerry goes, "Oh, well, whatever." I was like, well, I just spelled it. What are you talking about? You just asked me to spell
2: it. You just asked me to spell it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so bad. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> just
1: just let's let's move on to Taz, Excalibur, and Shivani, please.
2: Yeah. Oh the dream team. The oh dream my team. God.
1: <sighs> yeah. Oh. Um speaking of Garcia, we had Ooh Bibb. A cracking little match, two out of three falls. Yes. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Don't
0: have
2: much to say. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was
1: was brilliant. It was so good. Mm. So, so good. (laughs) Love that. Love the little um, hammerlock dragon sleeper thing he put on. That was so great. What a great Mm. submission that was. I'm a sucker for a an interesting good-looking submission. Mm. Um, The opposite of whatever. What's that move that Yoshihashi does? The little (laughs) butterfly gimmick that looks like there's no pressure at all. That was a great little submission and then yeah, oh, the match was so good, so good. Um,
0: I like as well that, like, even in in victory, it was like it was hard fought for Brian. Like, uh, like uh, Garcia knocked him out again, and then the second fall was where Brian got one back. It was like a roll up; like he just yeah. he, he squeaked it out. Like it was great. They did a great job of you know it, it was not uh, he did not flatten Garcia, which I thought was important.
1: I love the reversal from the triangle into a pile driver as well. Which was yes, great. And I like that the commentators kind of lent it to, well, Garcia won the first fall. So in essence, he's kind of won twice now, I guess. Mm. That is. You know, if this was a normal match, he would have won, which is fun as well. Uh, and I like the post-match a lot. I think Garcia has been really good in those as like really selling the mm-hmm. being kind of tugged by both sides. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, Jericho was good as well and he slapped away his hand and oh I love it yeah that was good so stuff I would love this to lead like really lead into the oh will Garcia go with the BCC and get the crowd really wanted it and then he, he sticks with Jericho
0: and, and really that's what I'm thinking Heals yeah. it I, I'd be in favor of that I, I I'm with you I think I think there's there's too much money on the table with him as the sports entertainer and like i just remember how great he was at ring of honor as well earlier this year like he was so good um and like you know he would also be like the fifth guy in bcc and the second ranked young boy realistically considering they've already kind of established yuda yeah so like i i think i think he's too low in the pecking order where he's like the standout guy in, mm-hmm. in the jericho He's yeah, better, off, better off where he is. Yeah.
2: Better off. There. He used to just lose the hat when he's getting no, no. The hat no, is no, great. No, no, oh my no. god, they like the hat. If you, if the heard, but no,
1: it's it's ironic though. It's 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 the Triple H two thousand. Yeah, but I don't. I,
2: I thought that at first, but now when he's coming out and being serious, Daniel Garcia, it's just no,
1: like Oh, I love it. Yeah, but he's a sports entertainer, Joe. You're thinking of a wrestler wearing a hat. Yeah, you are
0: thinking sports of sports entertainment. Is
2: is dead. It no, reti- it retired th- a month ago. <laughs> i like the post-match i like the post-match with steamboat as well fucking oh Steamboat he's still got it
0: oh steamboat was great yeah oh,
2: i like great. get up and go i don't know what that means but yeah <laughs> he's good
1: we should have got a, a an arm drag at some point that's the only thing we like yeah i want to see him do the karate
2: thing though but... <sighs> yeah
1: um poor varsity blondes they're not <laughs> a... uh, does that reflect that they were
0: unhappy with their push in the news? Yeah, well, I, I think and being I was like, squashed well, be, be better than like, yeah, I, was gonna
1: say like <laughs> I think being squashed by the Gun Club in about forty seconds is about their level. Every yeah.
2: time someone complains, oh, I'm not on TV again, yeah, because you're shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 Get over, and you'll be on TV every week. The acclaimed are yeah. on TV every week. Well, that's it.
0: Yeah, I mean that, and that's the, that's a one-to-one bag because they really yeah. have they've leaped because the Varsity Blondes were on TV every week yeah. and it wasn't great, and then now the acclaimed are the hot. Young mid card yeah. tag team, very attitude era in a good way. Very like you know when attitude era proper popular tag team in the mid card, mm. and it's like you got leapfrogged by someone better. It's as simple as that. Even yeah. the ass boys are. I don't know if I would say they are better necessarily bell to bell, but they've they've earned their spot. I mean, it's well, like they've benefited off the acclaimed feud. I think totally, totally, and mm. I, I I think it's uh, I, and and look, time will tell on them. Standalone, like maybe they won't necessarily um, uh, make it. Although it seems like they're going to be in the Stokely group, which which is interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Garrison, I'm willing to just say, look, send him to Dark for a year, let him get better, and we'll see where. He's... I don't think he's terrible, think Pillman is like he's actually the thing about Pillman. He's been around for like years. Like people were watching him for years before AEW. He's just he's he's in really good shape. He, like he looked great on on Dynamite, to be fair, but. Bell to Bell, I've just never gotten it with him And I, it's, you know
1: Well, Bell to Bell would only carry so far Um, Not to be Al Snow Or whoever But like <laughs> God forbid. Th- There's no crowd connection no, With no, the Varsity yeah. Blondes yeah. You know, the Acclaimed could be worse In the ring than the Varsity Blondes But because they have characters and they come out and they interact With the fans and the fans love them yeah. that's, what, that's what is the most important
2: thing They're you know? over Russell, you wow.
1: you can get over by virtue of being really good, as a kind of character caricature trait in a way. They they neither have that nor a character that anybody cares about, so they're just middle of the pack, not even bottom of the pack. And then uh, we had the 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 reunion of of uh, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass, and yes. they they all f- <laughs> fingered, and it was great. Fingers.
2: <laughs>
1: ah. <laughs> they uh, they scissor their fingers together and they all enjoyed it they, as you, it was as i sort of it was very it was very funny <sighs> um yeah um
0: what else happened on the show obviously then the big the big culmination we had the uh the trios uh, first-round tournament match with the return of Kenny Omega. I hear the battle cry. Nah, 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 nah. Um, and as, as you kind of should have expected with Kenny, like, I I in my head, he was going to come back and just have a mad six-man, and that was it. But, like, he's definitely doing the I came back too soon bit. Yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, I... I, it's okay I don't think it took from the match but I, when he came out in the I knew straight away it was a bit and not legitimate when he came out in the, the complete covered the shirt, upper body yeah. shirt like listen there is no way It's the wrestlers are funny he definitely chose to wear it because if he had to wear it he wouldn't Is yeah. if that makes sense yeah. I'm like he yeah. would not come back if he had to wear that Right. So, um, and he you know, uh, he did the little spot where he did the, you can't escape and he didn't quite land on his feet and stuff like that. Look, Kenny's great at that kind of thing. Uh, where it's going, uh, I, I don't really know. We'll see.
2: I, I I don't think I liked it. I know where they what they're trying to do with it, what he's trying to do. Mm. To me, if you come back like that, it, the big comeback from injury, it should just be a triumphant moment. He should just come out and be Kenny fucking Omega, the best yeah. bound machine, and all that. You know what I mean? Doing coming out looking like Ric Flair on the last Nitro and fucking up <laughs> all the moves. It just it's just like makes you think. Uh, like even though I know it's not real, you know, it's like well, it just makes him look shit. You know what I mean? Even you yeah. know it's, it's supposed to look shit. Yeah. Just having come out, be great, be great, Kenny Omega, and then they can do something else. I don't know, maybe whatever storyline they want to do just one of the things it's like clever but i think sometimes a simple thing is is the way to go yeah for sure i
0: thought the match is still very good though matches that's yeah. still quite good um yeah you know i i uh, <laughs> i'm just curious to see what they do with this thing where he's hurt. is it going to be one of those things where they lose and there's like oh it's because kenny's hurt and he's like hey i came back Hurt because of mm-hmm. you know you guys were in a bind and I want to tell you I also don't know if he's a baby face or a heel because he's still mm, got like Don Nakazawa and Callis yeah. and, and I'm just like I you know AEW they've actually done quite a lot lately of just sort of writing people not even writing people off just Dan Lambert you go away we're not we're not even going to talk about you anymore I kind of would like Kenny just came back and there was no there was no Don Callis I I, I would have been all right with that
1: yeah. My favorite bit of the match, though, was after the match was over and the show was basically already fading to black and then Andrade hit Dragon Lee with his DDT and his mask fell off. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I laughed. And just like, well, what's happening? <laughs> 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 it's
1: just so... Oh, we we want to do that spot at the end. You've literally
2: got six seconds left. Get it. Yeah. It was,
0: was there any mention fun. of that on Rampage, Joe? Uh...
2: I don't think there was actually. I don't remember any anything like that. I probably I might have fallen asleep. To be honest, but maybe. Okay. Up, but yeah.
0: Come on, Tony. You got to do better than that. Come on, Tony. Uh, anyway, great. Uh, that is uh, dynamite for this week. So next week we have um, Death Triangle and Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open in the uh, Trios tournament. I mean, that's that. That alone is the type of thing we're like. Well, you have to see that. That would be great. Right. Uh, and then Moxley versus Punk in the title match. Uh, Ricky Stark's promo and a few other bits and bobs here and there. Britt Baker versus Kaitlyn King. Um, yeah. So looking forward to, to next week's Dynamite. I'm not looking forward to next week's Rampage. Um. <laughs> um yeah. So anyway. Um, I think that's going to do it for our show this week. We'll be back next week with, uh, more of the same, more chit chat, more life golf, more wrestling golf. We'll obviously give you the latest. Shoot, shoot takes, <laughs> shooting all the updates, Who's who's got shoot heat with whomst uh, and all this other stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, we want to wish you well. Hope you have a lovely week, everyone. Don't work too hard. And we'll talk to you again on Sunday. It's goodbye from me, Barry. It's goodbye from Paul. Uh,
2: goodbye. And it's goodbye from Joe. <sighs> goodbye.